actually don't know like how long my fucking notes are this time like they look long but i don't know it, it we we got a lot of filler this week sam <laughs> like at least for the first episode the second episode was not that fillery but like eh. <laughs> yeah these are these were definitely uh i think well at least one of these episodes, I think you could have easily just skipped and kept watching and not actually lose anything. Yeah, like, the the first episode, like, my episode this week, definitely very much uh, your your typical run-of-the-mill filler episode. Um, but, you know, such is life, such is Bleach. You're listening to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Senna. And I'm your co-host, Sam. Let's just get right into it this week. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Okay. So, episode 80. Assault from a formidable enemy. A tiny final line of defense? We open on Khan telling the other mod souls that only he gets to use Ichigo's bed since he's the mascot character. And that they take up so much space and, like, population density is increasing or whatever. Which, Kroto's like, actually, we're all stuffed animals. We don't take up, like, any fucking space. Ichigo walks in, telling everybody to be quiet, because there's, like, kind of an argument stuff going on. Uh, and then we cut back to, like, a flashback in Urahara shop. Um, I, I thought this flashback was, like, a little sudden, but, like, whatever. The whole gang's there, save for Uryu, who, Tessai says, wants to be left alone in the back room for now. And we get, like, a cut to, like... Yoshino's death last episode. I, I gotta say, this episode starting where it did, I, like, had to do a double take, because I was like, wait, how did we get from, like, last episode to here? And then I didn't even realize they were doing, like, a flashback here. I was just like, oh, we're just cutting to Urahara shop? What's going on? Yeah, it's, it is a little bit, like, they're jumping forward, because, like, okay, that scene's, that, that's done and over with and, like, settled. And then we're like, wait. Wait, no, we have to talk about stuff. Okay, let's go. Let's really back a little bit. Yeah, like, it wasn't entirely clear to me that it was, like, a flashback at first until, like, they did, like, the uh, the fade-in at the end of the flashback scene. But basically, according to the Mod Souls, their sensors are, like, ineffective now, and the Bount presence seems to have, like, disappeared completely. Ichigo asks about the bug-like dolls we saw last episode, and Urahara states that Bounce 
seem to gather spiritual power from the natural world. Uh, he calls this chi, and they create dolls by controlling it. So what we saw, even though we knew this as viewers, last week we saw a bunch of what were essentially bug-like dolls, which, by the way, next episode, there's definitely, like, some, like, bug shit going on, so if that bothers you, just heads up, fair warning. <laughs> it was worth it to them to kill their own kind in exchange for more dolls. Urahara asks Renji to come with him to investigate Karia's mansion and tells Orihime and Chad to simply go to school for now. <laughs> But that sh they should come back to the shop where there's a barrier protecting them from being traced otherwise. I thought this was kind of weird, because it's like... He's, like, explaining that they're safer in the shop, and then he tells them to go to school anyway? Yeah, well, he's not saying, like, stay in the shop because you'll be protected. He's saying, sleep at the shop instead of at your own home because you two live alone. That's... yeah, this is true. That makes more sense. And that's why he tells Ichigo that he can, like, go to his house. Because Ichigo has a bunch of people at his house, including another Soul Reaper. So he's like, okay, you can go home. Also, you should be there to protect your own family. He, like, specifically says that, like, Ichigo hasn't been home in a long time, which is true. And essentially, he tells Ichigo to go work on a plan for when the bounce do show up again. Uh, and to bring the Mod Souls with him. Uh, we flash back forward... And back in his room, all the mod souls are, like, bickering and arguing while Ichigo thinks to himself about how dumb all of this is when Rukia throws open the closet, complaining about how the noise is disturbing her reading. I... So, here's my thing here. <laughs> how is Rukia reading in that closet? There's no light in the closet. There's no sign of, like, a book light anywhere to be found. She doesn't have any pockets for a book light to go. Does she have night vision? She might have a- she might have a flashlight in there with her. We don't know what else she has, like, behind her. Do you think there's, like, a Soul Reaper flashlight spell? Almost- well, almost certainly yes. But also, I wouldn't put it past her to just have a flashlight. Fair. Fair. This was probably my favorite joke of the of the episode, though. Just her, her, like, slamming open and saying, like, shut the fuck up, I'm reading my stories. Yeah, we got, like, a small explanation of what was going on in the story, and it was some ridiculous stuff that I, like, I didn't write it down. Probably should have, but it, it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, and we, of course, got Rukia's classic drawings to explain the plot of this book. Uh, Ichigo questions her appearance, and she claims that they agreed the closet was her room. Lirin and Kon engage in mortal combat, with Ichigo pulling them apart, telling them to stop fighting. Yuzu walks in, and in embarrassment, Ichigo hides both the, like, <laughs> what essentially Yuzu sees as dolls behind his back, claiming that he's just doing this for, like, a class? <laughs> Which I, I thought this joke was pretty good. Uh, she looks extremely concerned, and it's just like, Hey, I'm, uh, making sukiyaki for dinner, and that he should cheer up. Uh, if he needs anything, he should tell her or Ashin, and then she runs out to go shopping, as everybody except Ichigo laughs about the misunderstanding. This joke extremely did not land for me. But, the bright side is, this is where I noticed that Ichigo has, uh, like, Quincy Cross on his, uh, bedsheets. Oh, Sure does. Sure does. 
Ichigo gets paged about a hollow and takes this opportunity to leave his body and jump out a window with Rukia following suit. I, I really love that Ichigo's just like, okay, perfect timing. I'm getting the hell out of here. He's like, I don't want to deal with this. Fuck this. I don't blame him. With the mod souls left behind, Lyrian says that they should get to work. I, I like here that I wrote, Lyrian says they of them should get to work. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> While Kohn cries about being left behind, Lyrian kicks him and asks if he understands the situation, and then tells him to stop crying. She and Kuroto explain that they need to set up defenses since Ichigo's family has strong spiritual power, um, and we just cut to, like, a nearby park where Ichigo just, like, effortlessly takes down a hollow, and then just immediately goes back home with Rukia, explaining there's a strange essence about the house. Kon seems proud and exclaims he's finished when he's kicked into a bunch of tripwires by Ichigo who asks what he's up to. And the mod souls have basically home aloneed the house while they're while they were gone. <laughs> um and they just borrowed a bunch of stuff from Urahara to like make traps at the house. Yeah, they just made like they're saying, hey, we've got a bunch of we've set up all the bunch of these booby traps, and it's like they're like going into how how these traps are like like really effective because it's all like Urahara gear or whatever but at the same like Ichigo's looking at this and he's like like this is like a common bird repellent thing and this is a common cat repellent thing and he's and <laughs> he, he's not he's not trusting of the uh, the effectiveness of the traps basically yeah like w one of the traps is like you've got that classic basket like held up by a stick trap that you like pull on a string to pull the like <laughs> the stick out and like capture something under a basket but it's like a special basket that like you know muffles spiritual power <laughs> and then there's like a seki seki weight trap that comes down when you stand in just the right spot um but like the bird repellent is just like cds hung up and cat repellent is just like water bottles <laughs> on the ground it does not look effective at all and he's like who would fall for any of this and then just in the nick of time we hear like a little groan from outside and a knot rose outside tripped over one of the ropes face in pie which Kona's is ecstatic about it really is like no one would fall for this who in the world would fall is that hanataro's voice <laughs> It's really good. It like the comedic timing there was pretty good. Apparently Hanatra was making a delivery, and when he's asked about the bounce, he's like I don't know what you're talking about. I've actually just been so caught up in living my life and like working at this convenience store that I don't even remember why I came here to the world of the living. <laughs> Which I think is pretty good. Like, Hanatara gets it. Like, fucking working a wage in order to have, like, food and lodging? Incredibly draining. You do not have time for other stuff. <laughs> it, like, Hanatara has become the realist character in Bleach, let's be honest. Ichigo tells the Matsuls to clean up the traps, and Hanatara follows them inside. The Matsuls take this as everybody underestimating the bounce, and they start forming a plan to scare everyone. So, Lirin and Kuroto dress up like bugs in special suits that Urahara made to amplify their powers. The plan is essentially to, like, trick Ichigo and Rukia using, like, their combined powers into thinking that Bouncer attacking. All the while, Nova would be, like, controlling the traps to show how well they work, and that's how they'll prove the usefulness of their traps. So it's go time. Also, these suits are, like, 
power they're like power boosts they give them they give them stronger versions of their powers presumably like when they're in their human forms yeah like it, they they're specifically like amplification suits but they also look very much like they're they're like really cute bug suits like really cute they are very adorable um but it's easy to see why one would mistake them for the current bug doll bounce so it's just like why or how i went with this design i'm not sure but it's cute so whatever they show up outside the window and rukia just like immediately blasts hato at them <laughs> like nova has to save them it's that immediate and the gang like they end up like being stood next to nova and then <laughs> They're just like, Nova, look out! And Rukia just jumps down to, like, save Nova. And he, like, blushes and, like, hides in his little suit. And I, I fucking love Nova so much. He's the best. I am so glad he's in the series. Uh, also, I'm just really glad that in this episode, Rukia is the fucking Terminator. Like, <laughs> yes. She's like, oh, there's the enemy. Destroy them. And then she just immediately starts chucking fireballs and lightning bolts. And it's like, oh, right. She is successful at her job. Like, it, it was really nice to see her being, like, the primary focus for most of this episode in terms of, like, action. I, I will say it does, like, kind of suck that it's, like, in a fillery filler episode. But, like, it's still nice to see it. And, like... It's nice to see her just, like, really on the ball this episode. <laughs> Kuroto and Lirin regroup outside the window, realizing how dumb this plan was, and Hinato exclaims that the two souls are being eaten. <laughs> Rukia, like, relentlessly just continues her pursuit, while Ichigo gets Kone in his body and then prepares to leave. I, I really like that <laughs> Ichigo here is just, like, he presses the s substitute Soul Reaper badge, like, just against Kona, is like, get in my body, <laughs> and he just goes. Rukia tells Nova it's not his fault his friends got eaten, and the two run off with Rukia contacting Renji. I just love this, like, one-on-one, -on -one, like, heart-to-heart -heart with Nova <laughs> before she runs off. I thought that was very funny. And meanwhile, Nova's like, wait, no, it's, well actually <laughs> you just can't get the words out poor little guy it's my little guy they appear to have lost their target but Lirian and Kuroto are stuck in the suits the external speakers are broken but it seems the suit to suit radio is fine and they decide to come contact Noba who should also be able to connect to the radio the two hide as Keigo walks down the street and he like looks up and calls to a man who's dressed in Soul Reaper garb, and he asks what he's playing today. The man yells at him not to distract him, and questions why so many people in town can see him, while Lirian and Kurodo deduce he must be the Soul Reaper guarding Karakura. Upon closer inspection, it's Zenosuke, the man who replaced Rukia when she was arrested. Yeah, it's just, he's the Afro guy who's been hanging around and Kago's made friends with him, but he's like... Why can you- why can anyone see me? Why are there so many people in this goddamn city who can see me? Y'all are weird. <laughs> yeah, it's- like, it makes sense, because, like, we've already been, like, told, like, earlier in the series that essentially Ichigo's, like, spiritual power is kind of, like, rubbing off on people that- and as are, like, their encounters with Hollows. So it's, like, 
it makes sense that more people in this town can, like, see him, but it's very funny that he's so caught off guard by this, and it makes sense. It's just, it's very good. Rukia finds the mod souls and begins chasing them while Zanosuke is, like, surprised to see her. He, like, stammers up this, like, Lady Kuchki. It's so... To see you here is, and she just, like, blasts spells in his direction, like, not paying any attention to him at all. And Keiko's like, wait, Rukia's playing war? Am I being left out again? And it's just, it's a good bit. Like, it was good to see Keiko in this episode and not being, like, super annoying, I guess. Yeah, well, he didn't have time to be super annoying because all he only basically gets the chance to say... Well, Rukia's throwing explosions. I guess she's playing war. Wait. All of my friends are doing something without me again. <laughs> okay, go. Poor Keiko. The monsters get back to the house, and Hinatoro knocks himself down out of surprise, because they're like, we're gonna take a hostage. This is the only rational course of action, I guess. But Ichigo shows up, and so does Renji. The two souls take this as an opportunity to show off their new suit fusion sequence, which they call Kunpakumajin. It looks silly as hell, which Renji immediately comments on before preparing to attack, only to realize that Kunpakumajin has Zabimaru, and what he's holding is none other than a broom. This is an illusion, and like the illusions continue as they show that Ichigo well, they show Ichigo that Yuzu is tied to the tied to them as like a hostage and then they knock him away and then Rukia's rabbit drawings come to life and like basically immobilize her for a second um and Kompakumajin like gets ready to like stomp on them and then gets taken down by their own like anti-bounce CDs reflecting directly into their eyes uh which leads them to fall down and poof revert reverting them to their original form uh this was I know it was a fillery funny fight, but it was very underwhelming, honestly. Like, there was some... I, I liked Rukia's drawings coming to life, but other than that, it was just, eh, it's okay. <laughs> Before Ichigo can hurt them, Noba gets a hold of them and walks out in Gigai form, pulling the stuffed animal bodies out of the suits, and then Kon explains what's going on, and then they just go back to Urahara's shop, where he's like, hey, we should probably not use these suits, because it's clear to me this design... Like, clearly you'll mistake them for bounce. Like, it's, it's going to be a problem. So we should probably not use these suits. We're going to need a second pass on these. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like, hmm, don't know why I designed them like that. Back to the drawing board. Um, And he says that they should probably take the traps down too. And Ichigo's like, yeah, about that. Did you guys, like, take down the traps at home? And we cut to Karin arriving home. To find Ishin trapped by the Sekiseki mortar, ending the episode. I, I thought, like, that was a little cute ending. I thought that was pretty funny. Karin comes in, she's like, wow, dad is fucking dead. And then presumably just steps over him and goes to make herself a sandwich. <laughs> that's a, that is a very Karin move. That is an incredibly Karin move. What was the after episode bit this time, Sam? So the bit this time is we learn that Hitsugaya is drafting a team to go to the human world. And someone, like, shows up to ask Zaraki, like, alright, so who who are you sending from your team? And he's like, uh, I don't know, what's Yachiru doing? She's like, oh, she's in the sweets room. 
All right, what's uh, Ikaku doing? Oh, he's uh, he's sleeping. What's Yubin Chika doing? Oh, he's filing do he's filing documents and he's doing work. Perfect. Send him. <laughs> you can work anytime you want. Playing around is important. At least they have their priorities straight. Like, come on. <laughs> Got to give these soul reapers a break apparently. Yeah, like overall, like it's a very fillery filler episode. Like I think some of the jokes land. I I think it's like more fun than some of the previous fillery filler episodes have been especially ones that are like focused on like mod souls or like cone because i like didn't have that much of a problem with cone this episode but at the same time there's nothing like particularly special about this episode it's just kind of there and like you could honestly like sam said you could skip this episode and be completely fine like it, it would not impact your viewing experience one way or the other mostly i'm starting to wonder if there's someone on the animation team who's just really into drawing con getting stomped on it wouldn't surprise me i mean if you had to work on con like doing all the like pervert stuff like all the time wouldn't you want to see him get stomped on yeah i suppose but i feel like there would be variety in it it's always yeah. the stomping it's always the stomping. It's always the stepping. It's always the stomping and the stepping. Like, I... I do feel, like... I do feel like at this point they're being, like, very mean to Cone. Like, I, I understand why, but it's just, like, there. there's a lot of times where I'm just like, wow, this is just kind of, like, bullying for bullying's sake. Even when Cone's, like, genuinely not doing anything wrong i'm saying i think someone's got a kink for it oh oh i think someone is into drawing someone stepping on con is what i'm saying i don't like that this this is a chain i don't like that sam <laughs> oh i let's we don't break. have to we don't have to dwell on it. I'm just saying every single con interaction <laughs> for the past like several episodes the con's been in every time it always ends the same way. Which you know is a, a staple of of uh, shonen shows tend to be character like comedy characters tend to have their recurring joke, but it's it's just so in this much. Game, it's always the same. It's always Let's, let's cut the break. Cut the bre yeah, let's cut the break. Let's do it. You ain't no man. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. 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 So what? Okay. Okay. All sides escape. Go. You're a whipping boy. Crush down the wrong path. So, let's get back into it with episode 81, Hitsugaya Moves, The Attacked City. The episode opens with a random white-collar worker just getting absolutely melted by the giant episode- the giant mosquitoes from two episodes ago. Like... It was actually a fucking horrifying scene. <laughs> It is gruesome. Like, they just stab him in the neck and he turns to dust. And you're like, oh. Oh. 
okay. <laughs> a trio of stealth squad Shinigami arrive on the scene, too late to save them, and they try to slice up the bugs, but unfortunately they're too slow and one of them gets seriously injured. <laughs> like, the bug just goes through his chest. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, send a medic team over, he's hurt, <laughs> it's bad, and I'm like, buddy... I don't know if he's going to live again. I don't know if he's going to survive this. This is a lot. And he's definitely not a main character. God. I, you know, I gotta say, I'm kind of surprised by the title being Hitsugaya Moves, when I feel like that's barely the focus of this episode. He is moving elsewhere. For, elsewhere? For about four seconds of screen time, but he's moving in the background. I, I just want, at some point, there to be, like, a really serious confrontation, and then there to be, like, a, like, very, very brief, like, cone aside, and then I want them to name the episode after cone, because I think that would be so dumb, and I would actually kind of love that. That's big, well, that's basically how they've been naming, like, half the episodes in the last, like, five or six, I think. Because yeah. it's like the other one that was, like, the 11th Division, whatever, whatever, like... <laughs> it's like stuff's happening, right, guys? Right? I'm actually looking this up because I'm yeah, earth-shattering event at Eleventh Squad, the Shinigami who <laughs> rises again, and I'm like, Maki was barely in that episode. It was the next episodes that he was doing shit in. <laughs> like I, at least I, like the filler episode was like aptly named, and like Yoshino's decision of death was like aptly named. But like, God, I think we're just gonna have to live with like these really non describing titles someone's pranking revelation (laughs) they really are shocking revelations for the gote 13 the truth buried in history that was like five seconds of the episode well (laughs) the next morning at school the kids are on the roof trying to figure out what's happening and chad mentions oh yeah the news has been talking about like several disappearances so the mod souls mention again that like oh yeah like the their sensors just aren't picking any of this shit up the the bound are doing something and it's re- they're correctly hiding themselves they ask renji if he's gotten any form of info from soul society but all he knows is that the self force are like around and doing shit but they're not telling him anything <laughs> i mean they're the stealth force they're not the explain everything we're doing force you would assume that they would be like, hey, two Shinigami who are currently here on a mission to do exactly this. So you know. I mean... No, absolutely nothing. I mean, to be fair, have we seen, like, Soul Society be that competent and, like, organized? This is fact. <laughs> Ruhi does mention that Urahara is, like, making a super sensor, and Orihime mentions that she's worried for Ishida. Boy's got depressed. Boy's got depression. <laughs> he really does. Like, I feel bad for him. Uh, I wish we, like, had more time with him. Like, even though, like, I know at this point it would basically just be him, like, sulking about Yoshino. But I wish we had more time to, like, see him deal with this, you know? Yeah, I wish we had time with him that wasn't just him longfully staring out a window in silence. Yeah, same. In a deep cavern in a forest, the Bount have gathered in an ancient underground capital? Uh, <laughs> this used to be their ancient underground capital. And Katia's like, listen, don't worry, guys. 
This whole cave is made out of anti, like, spirit-sensing rock. Uh, we're f- that's why we, like, used to make our capital city here. It's fine. No one's gonna find us. We're good. I... Is this one of Karya's mini-mansions? Like, yes. It, it, okay, I think explicitly good. it is. Um, I don't know why they left. I guess they wanted to, like, hang out in society and they no longer have enough people to, like, make a society. I suppose that's that's probably it. Probably. Katia shows off the newly created dolls, the Bito, or Bits. Uh, yeah, they just, they latch onto people and suck out their souls. But also, they, like, ferment them <laughs> into, high, into, like, high-quality soul juice. He, like, specifically calls, uh, like, what they search for, like, high-purity, like, he like they do like ferment them but like he specifically i believe says they like search out high purity souls yeah well no it's they the souls they return with are high purity so it's i think it's they can take any soul and basically turn it into a high purity soul that makes sense okay yeah yeah and effectively the like drinking the refined souls will grant each of the bount at least 10 times their usual strength and then he pours the bug soul juice into a wine glass because obviously it's Kadia. He's not drinking anything that's not from a wine glass. I, I, you know, I, I keep saying this, I feel like I might not have actually said this, but I really was not sold on Karia at first. But I just kind of love how absurdly evil this motherfucker is. Like, he is just, like, the most I am evil motherfucker that has been in this show thus far. He literally says, it's a shame that Yoshino died, and then drinks the juice, and his first thing he says after that is, I have no feeling of pain or regret, all I feel is power and joy. <laughs> like, we, we've we got Aizen, and, like, Aizen has done some remarkably evil things. Like, let's be clear. But, like, Karya just owns it you know yeah he's gleeful about it uh however this doesn't sit right with one of the bound the young punk one mabashi he's like no not gonna do that won't break the taboo and then he points to the old man bound and he's like this guy did this in the past that's why he's a decrepit old man none of you wonder why he was an old man who had a hard time moving around when we're all immortal it's because he did the thing we shouldn't do the thing. I do like this bit of detail. Like, I do feel like it adds, like, a little more to the bout. Because, like, that wasn't a question I had until now. And I'm like, you know, that actually makes some sense. And I'm glad they, like, thought that through a little bit. Yeah, it also gives, like, an, an actual reason for the the rule being in place. Like, it, it has, like, just this really logical reason. And yeah. uh, I had completely forgotten that this guy didn't want to drink the bug juice. Uh, so he starts to argue with a bunch of the other bound, and eventually Katia just shows up, and he's, like, he breaks it up, punches Mabashi into the wall, and then, like, stomps him through it, and he's like, listen, do whatever you want, but also, don't fucking disrespect me, I am the law. Yeah, he kind of, like, just, like, flings Mabashi around like a fucking play toy, it's, it's really fun to watch, but also, like, I kind of feel bad for this kid now. Yeah, I'm also, like... Okay, well, if you were so against this, if you were so against, like, this kind of stuff, why are you following Katia? Like, maybe Yoshino's the only person who knew that Katia was eating living souls? Uh, I guess. But, you know, 
You could have at least talked to Yoshino on screen at any point in time. Uh. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like this arc could have gone... Like, I'm not, like, disinterested in where it's going. But I definitely feel like it would have been a lot more interesting to, like, maybe have, like, a little bit more descent in the ranks. Aside from, like, you know, Utagawa just being like, hey... I'm gonna betray you, and then doing that, and then, like, immediately dying, and then, like, Yoshino, like, you know, lamenting, and then deciding, like, okay, I'm gonna go fight Karya and die, and then going and fighting Karya and dying. I think it would have been cool to, like, see Yoshino and Mabashi, like, maybe work together, and, like, have some of that. That could have been very interesting. Uh, or, or even talk to each other, like, Hey, I think Kari is wrong. I also think Kari is wrong. I don't want to risk my life for it. Yeah, like you even know. just like a little thing like that would have been really nice, and I think it would have added a lot. Yeah. Over in Soul Society, Hitsukaya tells his tax force about the problems the Stealth Force have been having. The force in question is Yumichika from Squad Eleven, and then three of the vice captains: Hisagi, Rangiku, and Kira. Yumichika does make a reference to the last episode's like post-credit bit, where he's like. Why was I picked for this? Uh, why am I here? I don't want to fight monsters. And Hitsuka is just like, oh, your boss said you had the most free time out of anyone in your squad. How lucky. This is, is it not the only time we see Hitsugaya in this entire episode? No, but he does only have only one more second of screen time. Ah, okay. And, perfect. And it's in the post credits. Ah, okay. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Hitsugaya moves. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait, wait, wait. No, wait, no. What if they start naming the episodes after the post-credit scenes? Still wouldn't be making any sense. It's perfect. No, I mean, even so, Hitsugaya moves would not make any sense. Oh no, I know. I'm just saying it would be funny if they started naming the episodes after the post-credit scenes, because it'd make about as much sense as what they're doing now. <laughs> True. They should. In the human world, Urahara is having tea with Soifan, who says uh, that Yoroichi is going to be stuck in Soul Society investigating for a while. She gets up to leave, basically saying, I'm going to go back to her. Also, wow, I can't believe she lives in this dump. <laughs> also, if you make her get hurt, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I, I love Soifan. I, I forgot how much I loved her, but I was really glad to see more of her. Like, I know we've seen, like, a bit of her this arc, but, like, I was really glad to see her, like, interacting with Urahara specifically. Like, I liked this bit. It's really good. Uh, there is, like, a just a really quick convo where Uru uh, and Ishida are, like, in the back halls of the shop, and Ishi mostly it's to show us that Ishida is still standing aimlessly in front of windows, longing and torn up about stuff. But then we switch over to a park where the Mod Souls, the kids, and the Shinigami are all there, ready to split up and go bounce hunting. Uh, and then we go back to the Bounce, who every everyone who's not Mabashi drinks the bug juice, and they all, they all power up, and they're like, damn, this is so good, this feels so great, we're incredibly strong now, hell yeah, we're gonna drink more bug juice. And Mabashi's like, uh, no, still don't want any. That's fucked up, I don't want any. Maki asks Karia to if he can like heal his wounds that Karia gave him earlier, and Karia says, eh, "You don't need to. He'll be cured as soon as I force feed him the drug, which he does." And uh, Mabashi appears to have been fully Jokerified because now he's just 
laughing and cackling and apparently totally on board. It was, like, honestly, like, a pretty disturbing scene, like, for me. Like, I, I was, like, into this part. Like, I'm glad we're getting more of Karya being, like, just an evil motherfucker. But, like, it was, like, honestly, like, very, very rough, you know? Yeah, I am upset a little that, like, Mabashi seemed to have become the most interesting bount for the first half of the episode, and then, oh, now that he's also taking, like, the bug juice, he's just bad with power, I suppose. Yeah. He's, just, he's a lot less interesting as the Joker. I, I agree. I, I do, like, very much agree. Like, it, it's nice to see that contrast as to, like, what, like, an obsession with power can do to you, especially after you've gotten it. But it, it, I agree, like, I would have liked to see more of where Mibashi was, and I would I would really like to see more descent within the ranks of the Bounce. Yeah. And then we immediately shift over to the rest of the, um, the back to the Shinigami and the kids. Effectively, everyone's, like, they, everyone's split up into groups of two, and then we get a scene of Claude and Orihime just being like, hey, what do you think they talk about? Like, what do Nova and Chad have a conversation about? You know, I just can't imagine them actually talking. And then it just cuts to both of them. They're running, and then they stop, and they turn to each other. Don't say anything, and then they turn, and they keep running, and it just says, conversation failed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. They're trying to talk to each other, but they're too shy to make to make even small talk. <laughs> that's that's incredibly incredibly good. Like, there there's a lot of good shit in this episode, actually. Yeah, Renji ends up being the first to hear anything, and he rushes the defense of a kid, and everyone basically goes, "Oh, someone's spirit pressure went up. Let's let's go over there." And, uh, meanwhile, Ishida is, like, leaving the shop, and Uhurahara is just like, you know, I, like, I know you, like, you know that you need your Quincy powers back if you're going to do anything to fight. But also, you should, like, think about it. Before they did the thing, they were looking for Quincy. Now they're not looking for one, but, like, before they were looking for one, what would have happened if you got captured while you had your powers? Like, have you thought about this at all? And she just basically just like, yeah, well, you know, Quincy Pride and all that. I've gotta, I've put people into problem. I've put people into trouble, so I have to try to get them out, even if I currently don't have the means to do those to do so. Uh, so it goes off into the night. I do like Uryu's like determination here, and like I do like that we're getting like more of prideful Uryu, as if that's not like all the Uryu we get, but like. I, I was happy to see, like, he wants to make things right, even though, like, I don't really think it's all his fault. <laughs> yeah. In, back in the Bound Cave, uh, I don't remember his name at all, so I'm just gonna call him Ugu, the one with glasses. He tells Katia that Soul Reaper is killing bits. Katia doesn't really give a shit. He's just like, ah, oh, well, you know, he'll learn what happens when you damage a Beto. And apparently what happens is the entire fucking swarm descends upon you. Because now Renji has to, like, he has to pick up the kid he was protecting under his arms because there's, like, thousands of those flying bugs that are coming towards him. And he's like, well, time to fight, I guess. See, <laughs> when, when he grabbed this kid, I thought he was going to, like, run away. 
because I thought that would be the logical course of action when a swarm of a thousand of these things is flying directly at you. But his first thought was to jump directly towards them. And I'm just like, well, Renji, what are you doing? Remember, he learned to fight with Zorak. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Point made. Point made. <laughs> and finally, the post credit scene, uh, Rangiku is just stocking up. Like, she's at the drugstore, and she's like, give me all your fucking cosmetics. I need your best conditioner. I'm going to the human world, and they probably have garbage. I'm going on a trip, and I need this hair to, to stay looking great. I need my skin to shine. And then Hitsugaya is behind her. He moved. He moved. <laughs> he went to the drugstore. <laughs> Hitsugaya moves and hires movers to do the job for him. Like a sensible person. Like a sensible person. <laughs> God. This, this has been a week of episodes. Like, first episode... Definitely kind of just fillery, like, skip, skip episode. Like, you can watch it. It's not, like, offensive by any means, but it's very skippable. Uh, second episode, like, I enjoyed for the most part. There was a lot of stuff, like, I do feel like could have been, like, cut short or cut out. Or just, like, done better. But, like, there were, like, a lot of individually, like, good parts, I feel like. Mm-hmm. This has been It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. Uh, you can follow us at Bleachcast on Twitter. You can email us at IWOBleachcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at Lavender underscore Paws. You can follow me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. We hope you have a nice week. Stay cool, chads. We're here to kill chaos. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Oh,